0: What's up, Free Your Energy Podcast, friends and family? Listen, guys, we have to do our best to overcome limited thinking. Limited thinking is the number one enemy to our personal quest right now. Limited thinking is what is stopping us from going after the goals, the dreams, pushing ourselves to get the body we want, the relationship we want. It's, lim- it's limited thinking. That's, that's what we have to stop. And what we have to start doing more is thinking bigger, thinking in an abundant way Thinking that there is enough for me. Thinking that there's enough for me to learn. There's enough for me. uh, There's enough opportunity for me. You have to get out of this mindset of, you know, there's not enough for me or someone's against me or this is holding me back. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's holding you back. Every single person has something. Some people aren't tall enough some people are too skinny some people are too fat some people simply don't have the intellectual brain power some people don't have money some people have too much money and yes that can be a problem we have to get out of the idea of i need to be perfect or this needs to be right that's coming from a place of of inner judgment That's coming from a place of shame. We are judging ourselves. We are shaming ourselves if it's not perfect. If it's not presented perfect. If the social media feed is not curated perfectly, there's like a judgment. If you don't get a great score on your test, you're judging yourself because not getting a 98% means that you got 78% and you're stupid apparently. Or maybe you go out on a date with someone And they don't call you back because they just don't like you or you guys just didn't click. And now here you are. Nobody loves me. Romance is dead. We have to break up with limited thinking. We have to throw away the idea that everything is going to be perfect, that everything is going to always flow, that everything is going to be easy. We have to understand that there's some hard moments in life. There's some things that don't go our way. And what we have to do is we have to adjust. We have to be willing to know that we're flexible. We have to be willing to be grateful for our victories. We have to be grateful for our efforts It's not so much about the end result because the end result, you know, you can compare end results forever and no one will ever be happy. If you take, let's say you take a an athlete from the 60s and you look at their stats and you compare their stats to say an athlete of today, that athlete of the 60s may not feel When you're just looking at the stats, they may not feel as if they are as good or better than an athlete of today because the stats may be better now. Right. Just just roll with it. But contextually, we don't we don't know the context of the stats. For example, in basketball, you know, guys are scoring a lot more. I mean, you know, back in back in, let's say, the 60s, they didn't even have a three point line. So, yes, the guys now probably are better based on what they've learned. But if you're a player from the 60s or 70s, you cannot diminish your journey because you're comparing it to other people's journey. You know, records are made to be broken. Think about a school record that you had at your high school that that someone had at your high school back when you were in high school. That record probably won't be there in 20 years. I mean, unless that person was an Olympian. Records are made to be broken. But if you were a record holder at your high school and someone comes and breaks it, that's not something to be upset about. That's not something to sulk over and feel unworthy of. That's, Dude, you set a record and someone else came and broke it. Like, that's a big deal. I'll give you an example from my life. I'm an author. I'm an independent author. I'm an independent author. I think... uh Signing to a company is not something that I really aspire to do right now. I really like, you know, you guys don't really know how much of, of the pro- the product. When you read my books, you really don't know how much I'm doing, but I'm the one doing the aligning. I write the outline. I write every, I've never had a ghostwriter. I write every word in every book. I designed the covers. All eight of my covers, I designed them. Uh, there was two covers where I hired a designer for a specific image, <laughs> But when you look at the words and you look at look at the alignment of the title, when you look at the color scheme, you know if you have my book, pull it out and look at it. I have a free energy book right here. I picked this font I aligned it you know, you look at the back of the book, there's a little logo um you know like a little black black logo i did i did that the coloring i did I did all of this I like that i I genuinely enjoy the process of designing the cover writing the book aligning the interior making sure that the interior is aesthetic so my readers when they read the book their eyes can just flow so they can just keep flipping the pages and flipping the pages you know i figured out the psychology of how to write a good book contextually as well as how to present it the other thing that i've tried to do over the last eight years is figure out how to market a book independently a lot of the books that you see have marketing budgets. I don't have a marketing budget. The marketing budget that I have is word of mouth of people who just enjoy my work. That's it. That's my budget. My budget is other people talking about my book. That's it. I don't have corporations backing me. I don't have sponsors. I don't get any money from anybody to promote my books. I pay for everything. One The editors, I pay the editors. If I get someone to design something for me, I have to pay for that. Or I'm just using blood, sweat and tears and I'm sitting on Canva.com till four in the morning editing the book cover. It took me a month to edit the Care Package book cover. Care Package is my best selling book. It took me two years to write the book. It really took me like six months to write the book but then the, the like constantly revising it and aligning it took about two years. For your energy took like 14 months. My next book is called Loving Yourself Properly. The book has technically been done for three months, but I've still been editing and refining the words, going in every day, looking at the words, realigning them. I did the cover over about a month period. I have a designer, his name is Jonas. I'm gonna bring him on. Uh, the podcast, hopefully. We went back and forth. We sent almost 50 emails back and forth. I told him, I said, look, this is exactly what I want. I need this image. I need you to do it this way. I need you to do this. I need you to saturate this more. I need more warmer colors. I need you to add a moon. I need you to add some birds. I need you to add some trees. I need you to add this. No, I don't like this. Get rid of this. We went back and forth. And it's because I love the process. I love the process of writing a book. When I put out Free Your Energy, I knew for a fact, I was like, you know what? The things I'm talking about in Free Your Energy, they are not as open, they're not as in the marketplace as the things I'm talking about in the Care Package book. I knew, I said, you know what? The Free Your Energy book is not gonna sell as much as the Care Package book. Is that gonna be considered a failure because The perception in business is that you should always have year-over-year growth. Your new product should always outsell your old products. The iPhone 58 should outsell the iPhone 4. It's just as you get older and as you grow and as your your company gets older, as you gain more customers, your product should simply outsell. And I'll be honest with you, I struggled a little bit at first before I put the Free Your Energy book out. Because I was just thinking like you know what this book is not is not going to sell as quickly or as efficiently as the care package book I remember I remember having that thought to myself and finally um, I just said, you know what it doesn't matter because that's not what I can control that's not what I'm doing it for I, I love the process of writing a freer energy book I loved it I mean, I'm looking at the book right now. I loved it this is this is one of the greatest books that I've ever written for my readers who really read this. I know for a fact they got value out of it. I know for a fact that they got love out of this. I know for a fact that it shifts some lives i know I know for a fact this book is a good book, but Where we go wrong is because I talked about comparing like quarterbacks, comparing themselves, basketball player, maybe comparing themselves from the 60s to now. You know, you comparing yourself to who you were in high school, to who you are now or who you are now to who you may be in 10 years. Just fall in love with the process, man. Free your energy. Just okay. maybe you did have a care package moment where you had a really great moment in your life, but that has nothing to do with now. That has nothing to do with, you're on your Free Your Energy book. Just write your Free Your Energy book. Put it out. And whatever happens, happens. My very next book is called Loving Yourself Properly. I know without, like, I already know, based on context- contextually, how my career is going, the actual words that are in the book. Because this, bruh, this book, oof, the cover, the way it's designed, The way that I'm going to release it. See, I've never had a marketing plan, but the way that I'm going to release this book, I'm actually going to have a marketing plan. And it's going to take I don't know when the book is going to come out. It might not come out to the end of the year because there's so many other things that I need to do before it comes out. But that's what I'm trying to get you to understand is that you can't think in a limited way. You got to think big. I'm thinking big about my next book. I'm thinking big. I'm thinking this is going to be the number one selling book in the world in twenty twenty. I'm thinking that as an independent author, I'm going to have the biggest selling independent book in the world this year. This is literally my thought. And then that's the main thought. And then the sub thoughts under that is this book is going to help millions of people. This book is going to inspire millions of people. This book is going to have 50 viral pages in quotes, at a minimum. This book is going to bring people to tears, happy tears. And then from an internal perspective, putting this book out is going to give me one of the biggest senses of fulfillment because of the effort that I've put into this journey. See, we have to think big. If I put the book out and you guys read it, and you're like oh this is awful and you burn my book and you're like hey we're never gonna buy another sylvester mcnutt book that's okay guys that's okay because i gave my best i gave my best to the design process i hired two rounds of editing for this time i said it just one i've already spent six thousand dollars on this book and i've made nothing i'm in the red That's how much I care about this book. That's how much I care about the process. I'm obsessed with the process, with giving my all, giving my effort to the process. I'm obsessed with that. And that's what I want for you. I want you to think big And whatever it is that you're looking to do, uh, looking to add to your life, whatever vehicle you're in, I just want you to think big. It doesn't have to be with your job. It can be as a parent, thinking bigger. How how can I think bigger as a parent? You know what? I need to challenge my kid more or I need to listen to my kids more. I need to be more available to my kids or maybe you're too available. Maybe you need to give your kids some independence because you're always in their face there's so many pillars of our lives where we can think bigger how do i become a better parent you know what let me challenge myself to read six parenting books this year six parenting books this year i'm going to commit to being a better parent that's one book a month and then i can practice then for the next month what i learned you know uh from reading that book six six parenting books a year or you know what, I want to be a better parent. Let's say you're a single single dad or single mom, single parent. And maybe you want some type of help. Maybe you start setting up a single parent meetup, maybe, you know, every other Thursday, where you guys get together, you bring the kids, and you just talk about just family and and, and raising the kid, and you know, maybe those kids can become friends with other other kids who are there, and you can just kind of build that network. See, that's thinking big. Think as small as, oh, I'm a single parent. This is hard. Life sucks. That's a defeated mindset. It might be hard. Life might suck. But but what have I been saying? Healing is always available. Abundance is always available. Success is a choice and it is always available. Happiness is always available. Building and attracting the right people in your life, that opportunity is always available. Growth is always available. Thinking big is always available. It might be hard. Who gives a fuck Was hard? Healing is available to you. Success is available to you. Motivation is available to you. You clicked on this and hit play for a reason because you needed something, because there's some type of vibration in this podcast that you needed because you knew that it was available to you. We cannot allow ourselves to think small. If you are a student, my biggest regret in my own personal student academia life is that I didn't finish what I needed to finish. Now, I didn't finish what I need to finish. Because of two reasons. One, because I already knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to do this. And two, I had I was in an environment that was killing me. I had to save myself. I couldn't be a student in that environment. It wasn't a normal environment. And and I haven't talked much about, about that on the Free Your Energy podcast. But if you guys want to know that that story about what I was going through when I was a student, I will let you know. Not today, but I for sure will let you know. So I had to remove myself from Illinois. I had to remove myself from being a student so I could heal, so I could save myself. Because where my mental health was at, the thoughts I was having, school. No, my, my mindset wasn't focused on that. So if you are in a position where you're a student... I'm going to ask you one thing. If a class is hard, is a tutor available for you? If, if you're not doing well, is YouTube available for you? You know YouTube has some answers. You know YouTube is a good resource. If you're not getting the grades you want, if you're not doing what you want, is it possible that you can, can link up with the professor? Is it possible that you can get a study table Or a study session or a study hall. You're only going to be a student from a, you know, enrolled in a school perspective for a short time. Get in, do the best you can, get out, move on with your life. You know, maybe you're an entrepreneur. And you don't have enough customers. You're not making enough money. Sounds like you need to find about 100,000 people more to let them know what you do, how you can help them, how you can service them, how your company. You have a cleaning company in Naperville, Illinois. And it's your dream to take this this cleaning company and, and to be the owner operator and just clean and you love it. But you've been trying to clean houses. Maybe you need to get some corporate contracts. Contact Verizon Wireless. Contact Sprint. Contact ATT. Contact Boost Mobile. Places like that where they have customers coming in every day and they need to be, they need a presentation. Contact Ford. Contact Tesla. Contact Apple. Contact places where customers are coming every day. All you need is probably four or five corporate contracts and you'll be set. You live in Illinois, go to Barrington, Illinois, go to Schomburg, Illinois, go to Palatine, Illinois, where where there's people, uh, Inverness, Illinois, where there's people who have some money. Get in some of those networking events because you, maybe you just need a couple of those big houses, those big mansions to secure. And then maybe if you get two or three of those, those people have friends who need their house cleaned and you can go clean their house. Did you guys listen to that episode I had? I brought on Ryan O, owner of Tidy Casa here in Arizona. Go listen to it. Yes, he, he, he owns a house cleaning business, but when you listen to how he set it up, when you listen to how he runs it, psh, genius. So you want to get your podcast going. You don't have enough listeners. You're killing yourself trying to get guests. Trying to get a bumper so when it comes on it's like hey guys thanks for listening to the Your energy podcast i'm your host sylvester McNutter third this is going to be the greatest episode of all time but you don't you don't have the studio for that you don't have the editing skills for that you don't have the music for that you don't have the professional audio equipment so you make excuses about why you can't start your podcast you think nobody's going to listen what did i tell you fall in love with the journey everything starts at zero people might not listen stop feeling entitled to success you might you might suck you might be awful you might be bad like like we're so sensitive that we're not we're not being honest with ourselves anymore i'm gonna say some stuff here this may offend someone i don't care Because we need to stop being offended and we need to start being offensive, meaning we need to go on the offense. We need to take offense and we need to attack what we want. I don't care if you offend me. You might be too slow. You might be too short. You might be too tall. You might be too stupid. Guess what? You may not be able to change certain things, but you can change the way you maneuver. My 300 level teacher told me, Sylvester, your words don't connect. They're not good enough. I'm going to fail you in this poetry class. My dream was to become an author. My dream was to teach people how to write books. My dream was to inspire people to make to do speeches and to inspire people to chase their highest self, to vibrate higher. And one of the people in my life, my, pro, my professor, my 300 level professor, failed me and said, Sylvester, you're not good enough. She wasn't wrong. I wasn't good enough at that point. She says, Sylvester, your your words, they just don't connect. My words did not connect at that point. I was not good enough at that point. So what's that mean? I I cry and give up? No. It means I need to study more. I need to read more. I need to read more literature. I need to write. I need to practice. I was writing every day. It was that day. I was like, you know what? I'm writing 4,000 words a day. I wrote 4,000 words a day for almost 10 years after that. For almost 10 years. How do you think I was able to, I put out a book every year since 2012. That's because I write every single day. Because when she told me I was not good enough, I was like, okay, you know what? First of all, fuck you. First of all. (laughs) Second of all, you're right. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I am not good enough. When I was a junior in college, in my head, I saw that I was a best-selling author. I saw that I was capable of writing books that would inspire people. I saw that I was capable of writing great stories and re- great novels. But I hadn't put my 10,000 hours in yet. I hadn't, I hadn't learned enough. I, had, I hadn't failed enough. When I was a junior in high school now, you go a few years before that, I told my coach, I said, I want to play in the NFL. He says, you're too slow, you're too short, you're not strong enough, you don't know enough about football. Okay, well, I'm 5'9 today. I was 5'7 when he told me that, so I can't really control my height. Too slow, okay, how do I get faster then, coach? That's what I asked him. Uh, You need to start sprinting, you need to run track, you need to squat, you need to front squat, you need to get your muscles developed. What do you think I did? Junior high school, after he told me that, I went out for the track team. Every morning I get up, I'm running sprints. I go to, I go to the, I live right by the the football field in Palatine. Palatine High School is where I went. I hop the fence in the morning. I run sprints every morning, go back home, take a shower, go to school. I get faster. I get stronger. Instead of going to lunch, Everybody was bullshitting on lunch, going to Wendy's and Subway. Because at my school, we had off-campus lunch for juniors and seniors. I stopped going to lunch. I started going to the film room. And I started studying film. And I started breaking down the X's and O's. And I started learning all the plays. Every position, all the plays, the whole offense. I could tell you, to this day, I can tell you, if we run 22 cops that's the guard on the, on the right is gonna pull to the left, he's gonna kick out the end. The tailback on the right hand side, he's gonna take a stutter step, he's gonna take an outside handoff. The quarterback is gonna pivot turn, outside handoff. The running back's cue is he needs to look, that defensive end is gonna come unblocked. Defensive end is, he's either gonna crash and go down the line of scrimmage, or he's gonna come up the field to chase the quarterback. So you have to read the backside right guard who's pulling pulling he's going to take a bucket step he wants to kick out so if he can kick out that end you're going to go ahead and you're going to follow his butt now the first unblocked guy is going to come he's going to be the sam linebacker or he's going to be the sam linebacker the outside linebacker you got to make him miss if you make if he tackles you it's going to be a four yard gain If you make a miss, you can get a first down. After that, it's going to be a strong safety. You got the um, wide receiver on the short side of the field. He's going to stock block the corner. The corner won't be in the play. So two people can make the play. You got the outside linebacker. You got the strong safety. This is my junior year of high school, and I still know this play. Why do I still know this play? Because I studied it, and I studied it, and I drew it, and I drew it, and then we went through practice I visualized it I saw myself succeeding at this play that's 22 cars we want to Depending on how they're set up, if they're if they have a one technique and a three technique, we can reverse it. We could run twenty eight cars, which will be literally the just the reverse play. So now my assignment instead of getting the block is I'm gonna slip inside of the defensive end. I'm gonna go ahead and get the weak side linebacker. We call it the wheel backer. You got the Sam, you got the will. Sam strong, will weak. So now I'll go grab the weak side linebacker and I wanna log block him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come. I'm going to try to engage him. And then I want to turn. I want to turn. So then the running back who's going to come behind me, which would be James So he come behind me. He can pick up. He can just get to the safety. If I'm getting the ball, I'm, I'm running as hard as I can. I'm hitting the hole as hard as I can. If I'm making a block and I'm trying to look out for my teammate, I'm going as hard as I can. So when my coach told me I wasn't good enough, I was too short. I was too slow. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I took what I could control. I can't control my height. But you know what? I said, coach, I'm gonna be the, sm- I'm gonna be the smartest player on the team. I'm a, I'll, I'll just be the smartest player on the team. I'll just know the plays. And here I am now, 20 years removed from my high school uh, football career, I still know the plays. I still know the plays in my, I played at Northern Illinois University for a short time. I still know the plays. I still know the hand signals. Black, white, red for cover one, two, three, four. Like, I still know cloud, cloud, cover two corner comes down. Like, I still know this stuff. So the reason that I still know this stuff is because I have dedicated myself at different points because I wanted to fall in love with the process because I didn't want to think small. I wanted to think big. When the coach tells me I'm not good enough, I said, nah, one, fuck you. (laughs) Two, you're right. Three, I have to put the work in. When the teacher says, "Ah, Sylvester, your work, it just don't connect. It's no good. It's no good. You French lady. You don't know anything about American literature. This is what I told myself. She wasn't wrong. I was wrong. But guess what I had to do? I had to check out books from the library. Hemingway, Charles Dickens. I had to read Edgar Allan Poe. I hated Edgar Allan Poe. I'm I'm like, this isn't even good. But... What it was is it, just what we talked about. It was written in a different era, different context. So I went into it hating it. Then I started breaking it down. I, I said, man, this is amazing. It wasn't until I opened myself up to that learning. It wasn't until I opened myself up to those to those failures, to those opportunities that I got through. My friends, I don't know where you are in your process. I tried to touch everybody. I tried to touch the parent. I tried to touch the student. I tried to touch the person at the job. I tried to touch the entrepreneur. I tried to touch the creative. And what it comes down to is, you need to stop thinking small. We don't have have time for that anymore. It's 2020. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. You gotta think big. You gotta think big. You have to dedicate yourself. You might cry. Uh, you might be awful today. You might suck. You might be too fat right now. You might you might be too short. <laughs> you might not be smart enough. Your words might not connect. You might start that podcast and it, you won't have any listeners because you suck. That's okay. Go back and listen to my first podcast. It wasn't that great. And before I did my first podcast, I went to college. I got to do speaking in front of other people. I I got to have a professional speaker critique me every week in college. I took classes on how to speak, how to write. Guess what, when I did my first public talk in New York in 2013, comparing it to now, it wasn't that good. But you know what? It was the best that I had at that time. And that's what I want you guys to realize is all you can do is the best that you have right now. You wanna get somewhere you have to build. This story I'm telling you, these are building blocks. I needed to fail in high school to build on it. So when I got to college, I failed in college. Then I can build on it. Then when I got in the, in the workplace and I failed, I can build on it. I've had a lot of success, but, I, but I'm not going to sit, oh, come on here and tell you about all the success because it's success. Like we get so obsessed about success. You guys got to hear about the failure. You got to hear about the real shit. You got to hear about the struggles. You got you to gotta hear about that because that's to me, that's what inspires me. That motivates me is to say, Wow, I got through that. I got over that. That's what I had to go up against. Okay, because people say all the time that I see people comment on my posts all the time. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. Man, stop talking to me. Don't talk to me with that limited thinking. Don't talk. Don't ever talk to me with limited thinking. Easier said than done. You know what? The first person to hold a gun in my head was my dad. The first person to hold a gun in my head was my dad. I told myself I had to heal from that. I didn't say easier said than done. I said, I have have to heal from this. This is not normal. This man is crazy. Easier said than done. I could have gave up. I'm not giving up. This is the Free Your Energy podcast with Sylvester McNutt III. I don't give up. I'm not letting you give up either. Easier said than done. Don't talk to me with limited thinking. Don't talk to yourself with limited thinking. If you listen to this podcast all the way through 32 minutes, limited thinking has been extracted from you. It is no longer inside of you. You are not allowed to think limited anymore. We can't do it. We cannot afford to do it. You need to think big, you need to think major, you need to try your hardest, you need to realize that you're building blocks. You fail, oh well. Like Leah said, pick yourself up and try again. Do not be entitled because you might not be good enough today. And guess what? That is okay. You might have some success and you might have a care package moment and your next, your next project may not be as great from a sales perspective, from a numbers perspective, from a validation perspective. It don't matter because we're not chasing that. We're chasing falling in love with the process. You don't need to listen to me anymore. You need to go out there, chase your dreams, chase your happiness, Healing is always available to you. Success is a choice. This is the Free Your Energy podcast with me, bestselling author of eight books, Sylvester the Third. If you got value out of this, all I want you to do, if you got value out of this, all I want you to do is hit the share button and send this to one person. You text people all the time, dramatic BS, send them something that's going to help them. Send them this podcast and text them and say, bruh, listen to this or however you talk, bro, listen to this. Or how how do girls say, girl, (laughs) girl, listen to this. No more limited thinking. This is the Free Your Energy podcast. I'm your host, Sylvester McNutt III, and I hope you continue to free your energy.